As quickly as you can. Snatch the pebble from my hand. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. I got a better medallion. I'm out to give her the dragon. I'm out to give her the dragon. Blowing on them Bruce Leroy. I got a fit of a fashion. Be around me, no, you want to. I'm a like regular people. Got them digging on no kung fu. The way I be kicking that lingo. Be around me, no, you want to. I'm a like regular people. Got them digging on no kung fu. The way I be kicking that lingo. Thank you for tuning in to Enter the Last Dragon. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well. This episode is brought to you by Enter the Last Dragon, a little bit of self-promotion. Follow us everywhere. We're on Instagram. We're, of course, YouTube. We're, of course, on this podcast with Podbean. Um, once again, we appreciate everyone who has subscribed and listened to the podcast. And I look forward to pr- bringing you more great content. Your host, your seafood for the day, your boy, Roy Rob. Now, let's get into some martial arts. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your host, Roy Rob, your seafood for the day. We got another one. End of the Last Dragon fans. We got a great one coming with my boy, Travis. Travis, what's good, family? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, baby? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We in the building. So, uh, it's been a minute. It's been, uh, I'm on my final episode of season one, episode number 20. I get to, uh, have you out here uh, representing for me, man? I appreciate you coming back on. <laughs> Twenty, I love it, man. I appreciate you having me on again, man. It was a lot of fun last time. I, I was actually been looking forward to this. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. We got a lot of fun-filled day for the fans today for the dragon. So to start, I think we're gonna jump right into the UFC. Mm-hmm. I want I want to get get your first your your let's just get let's just get the elephant out the way. We got a big elephant in the room, um, and, and he and he calls himself a fighter who wears a MAGA hat. Let's just talk Kobe Covington, get him out the way, just finish it off real quick, so that way we can just put it up and just throw it away. And and, and, and my boy, your boy, you, you closer, your homie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 about to come up and, and, and get ready to um he's gonna have to represent man. Let's just talk about that first. Let's talk about uh-huh. the champion. Well, I mean this fight has been so Kamaru has been calling for this fight ever since Kobe made that comment in Brazil about calling the Brazilian people a bunch of filthy filthy animals. Now uh It was a a very insensitive comment, and a lot of people, including those on Kobe's team at American Top Team, who was a a good percentage of his team from uh, from Brazil, took exception to that. And one and uh, another fighter, a good friend of mine, who I grew up with, Kamaru Usman, UFC welterweight champion. At the time, you know, he was up and coming, you know, in the ranks. He took offense to that because his daughter's half Brazilian. And he took the Instagram and explained that. So immediately he was like, that's a fight I want. I want to smash his face in the dirt. And he and, you know, this has been a long time. This has been a fight that's been in the making forever. And uh Kobe not not to take not to, not to take anything away from his skill. I mean, he's in the UFC. He's done what he's had to do. Put himself in a position to uh, contend for a contend for a title. Um, no matter how much of a clown that we may feel like he is, he's done what he's had to do and he's handled his business and he's done it in a in a fashion to where you cannot uh, question the outcome. You know what I'm All saying? Right, so so we we definitely are not questioning his athletic ability and his his uh, his um, his his opportunity that he's taking advantage of. He's done that part right. Right. But but here's the but: How do you get on everybody's nerve, man? Like nobody likes this dude. Like literally, you got people who have said multiple times his own teammates. Now nah, that dude don't train when I'm there, or if I do come in the room, 
all his boys around, then he get real loud and he talking crazy. But if it's another situation, he's out the back door. And people are literally saying, look, I've gone to places where you were because I know you hang out there. From Masvidal has said something. Tyron Woolley. These are people that's on the same, representing the same squad. Like when I was training there, that dude was nowhere to be found. Now he talking like he big dog. Look, hey, I'm a big wolf. Like he the biggest man on the planet. Like, dude, how does everybody hate you? How's that possible? He, uh, I will tell you this. He he has a, uh, he has a face and a mouth you want to punch. I mean, like, just looking at him, it just, it screams douchebag. We've established that, right? Now now let's establish the breakdown of the fight. Um, I heard two different things, man. I heard from a reference perspective, um, it's not going to be an easy fight on either party. Mm-mm. Period. Like, no, no matter how aggressive, angry you are, um, it doesn't give you any advantage per se. Doesn't right. matter. Um, like, I've seen the case. We could, Everybody could throw it out. Like, um, perfect example, Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. My mom mm-hmm. passed away. This fight's for my mom. And you saw the outcome. Right. I don't know. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't yeah. know if that helps. I don't know a Buster. I don't know. But I will say, mm-hmm. um, your boy may be angry, but I don't know if it's going to be an easy, I'm going to clean this dude up real easy. I'll say it like that. Because I've heard both sides from a wrestling <laughs> perspective. But it's just like, I heard some people saying it can go both ways. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be so um, gullible and so naive to think that Kobe doesn't have a have a shot. You know what right. I'm saying? It's the fight game. Um, he's the number one contender for a reason. Um, <clears throat> I will say... Um, Coming from where we come from, uh, we beat people like that for less. So, I mean, you know, coming from, like I said, coming from where me and Kamaru come from, we beat people like that up for less. So, uh, it's, I mean, you... And my boy, you know, not not that this means anything, because you can be a pride, you can be, you can be a prideful person in any, you know, nationality or background or whatever. But uh, Kamaru's Nigerian, and you know how how deeply and how 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 close the Nigerian people hold family. And when they feel that there's been, family has been disrespected, like you got to understand something. Like it, it, it's different. Like Kobe feels like he's representing a country. Kobe's not representing the country. Kobe doesn't even have the entire country backing him. You understand what I'm saying? That makes sense. Like Kamaru has. The entire has the entire country of Nigeria on his back. See if your uh, give me one second, fam. Mm-hmm. See if your video is coming through. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Keep going. Yeah. Like Kamaru has the has the entire Nigerian country on his back. You know what I'm saying? Even though we grew up in Arlington, Texas. He is from Nigeria. He was born there. He was he was raised there until a certain age. So his roots are very, very deep. And when there's disrespect, when disrespect crosses that line, there's a that if Kobe wanted to keep it 
wanted to keep Kamaru at a e- like on an even on an even kill, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have gave him that that type of extra motivation. You know what I'm saying? Because he's already sense. So you saying <clears throat> literally he he hurt himself giving exactly. giving giving him that gas. Like you put exactly. gas in the fire. You put you 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 put you trying to put a fire out with 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 uh what, what's that lighter fluid? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what you're telling me. It's exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I've like Cam's entire family is like that. Like he got a little brother who's bigger than him. Wow. I've seen and his brother is a heavyweight that fights for Titan, Muhammad Uzma. <clears throat> when we were when we were coming up, I I've seen he Kamar was the more reserved as far as like, you know, mouths. Well let's let's break that down. So first break down for me your relationship with the family, how you know them, and then kind of go into that story again on why why you feel the way you feel about this fuel on the fire Covington has just done. So how do you know the family? You grew up with them or something? Tell me about that. Yeah, so I I met so when I moved to Texas from Virginia when I was thirteen. Um, Kamaru was one of the first people I met um, at, at the at the junior high. So, you know, come you know coming up knowing I didn't know his older brother too much, but I knew I knew him and I knew his I knew him and his little brother. And um, he graduated a year before before I did. Like we all. We all kind of like ran in the, you know, saying ran in the same circles. Um, he was uh, the, the the family is a very is, is a very is a very proud family, very close knit family. You know they they rock they rock they ride out for each other hard, like it, as hard as any as hard harder than any other family I probably have ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the term my brother's keeper is it's like that with them, and. When and saying that they take they they hold family near and dear, you know what I'm saying? Like the the Nigerian culture is 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 like that, you know what I'm saying? So when someone comes in and disrespects that in any sort of way, anyone that they consider family, let alone like you know it being a friend. Let alone some, you know, a, 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 if their child can identify with it for what what the disrespect that that the individual was putting out, you you gonna have hell on your hands. Yeah. And being that, and being as that, I, I don't want, and I don't want it to be misconstrued that and be mistaken that when this fight happens, that Kamaru is gonna be wild and reckless. He's not that type of guy. He's very calculated. He is very meticulous. He's very cerebral in his like in his attacks. So you saw what he did to somebody he has respect for. Man. You saw what he did to Tyron. And he and that's and he Tyron is like big bro to him. He don't dislike Tyron at all. He has the utmost respect for Tyron. You saw that when he hugged his mama after the fight. After the fight, man, that was <laughs> that's real, man. Hey, that's so, real. That was like one of the dopest moments, right? You know what I'm saying? That was the moment of the year for me. That was you know what beast mode. So what? So what do you think is gonna happen to some? What do you think he's gonna do to somebody? He has that's absolutely right. no respect for. Well, I, I can't wait, man. December 14th is gonna be a, a lit up time. Now that that elephant is out the way, let's get on to what we really need to get on to. So we're still on UFC. Mm-hmm. Dragons out there. It's a lot of energy going around about the homie Adesanya. But who does Adesanya go up against next? I've seen Adesanya talking about the who's next. And uh, he had a dope video out that I saw somebody did on an interview where he was talking about um, – how he want? He's like Goku, man. He's like, I want to fight the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And so that statement is like, okay, well, 
who at, who is he going to go against? And if you do the math, we mean you kind of talked about this a little earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, his number one, his number one through eight, pretty much, is a kind of a tricky tricky situation because of the who's taking the recent L's, who's taking those losses in that middleweight division. So right. let's kind of break that down, man. Let's start with the person who was getting the most attention for saying, hey, I'm I'm the person, I'm that dude. Uh, they're trying to make it make sense. Dana White is trying to figure out how to make it work. I think the papers have already been signed. But let's talk about Yoel first. Uh, he's the one that's, that's uh, squeaky wheel gets the oil. But he's a... Uh, he, he's the one that's, that's definitely getting a lot of attention, saying, hey, I'm that dude, I'm the guy. And as it had a sign, he's saying, like, I just want to fight the best. You you talking that, even though you may not look like it because you took some L's recently, mm-hmm. um, give it to me. You know what I'm saying? What's up? So what you think about that Yoel Adesanya, man? Um, I think that fight, it, it's interesting. Um, I think I think a lot of eyes are going to be on it. For, for a couple reasons. One is Israel Adesanya. Like, he's very electric. His stand-up is second to none. He He's shown that he can go in there and he can bang. Um, he can take a shot. He can, you know, take a lick and keep on ticking. You know what I'm saying? Um, he and He's very technical. You know, he's he's sharp. He's very sharp. Uh, one of the sharper fighters that we've seen in a very, very long time. Since uh, Spider-Man. Just yeah. keeping it in the hunting. Yeah, definitely. Now, the second reason is Yoel Romero is over 40 years old. 41, I think. Yeah, yeah. 41, 42, something like that. Yeah. And he is still competing at the highest level. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if he's going to do it, this is his time to do it now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, he uh his if you look at his two his last three fights, he's he's two he's one in he's one and two as far as uh uh win loss. So yeah. his la his last win was Luke Rocco, KO'd him. But his last two losses were against Robert Whitaker, which was a championship fight. And Paulo Costa, who is the one that is really Sonia kind of called out after he after he won, after he beat uh Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Uh well Paulo Costa's hurt. So in comes Yoel Romero. Now him fighting Paulo Costa and losing to Robert Whitaker, both of them respectively, they were both decision losses. Mm. And one was split, and I think one, I think either both or one of them was split. But their decision losses mean he didn't get finished. So I think even from what from what I, how I can understand it and, and how I'm viewing it is, it's all about how you lose. Is to and and is how you drop. It either you stay or drop in rankings. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Yoel was number one and number two. You know, at at some point, maybe he was probably you know the most recent at number three, but he's not getting finished. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, and he's not getting, and he's fighting. He's fighting heavy hitters. He's fighting people that go in there and they finish fights, and he's not yeah. getting finished. So, so then you drop down just slightly, and look what you're looking at. Exactly. Pretty much, what is it? Teal. Gaslam, who was who, what's in, who's all in line there? Okay, so you got, of course, you got Adesanya as the champion. Robert, Robert Whitaker, former champion. Okay, he's not getting an immediate title shot. We know right. that rematch. We know that Costa's out injury. We know that. So now that leaves Yoel Romero, Darren Till, Kelvin Gaslam, and Jared Cannonier. And then Gaslam just uh, lost to Till. He just so lost. Okay. That knocks him. Out. And Gaslam beat Adesanya. Beat Gaslam, so he's already he's overall. Yeah. Now so look at who's the other one that's under uh, Gaslam. Jared Cannonier. 
That's so that's the one. That's the one. So let's go right there. So if you look at that, we got three names that we really need to deep deep dive into. And that Cannoneer is the one that even at a sign you recognize. That's what we really gotta put some put some focus on. So let's let's just jump on Teal right now, because I think we've covered Yoel. Where yeah. is Teal in your mind? Because in my mind, I thought he was gonna get gas and I thought it was gonna have him. I thought it was over. I thought previously me and you might have talked about this offline. Right. But what I saw Adesanya do against Gaslam and almost take it L, I just knew he was going to go run over Teal. You know what I'm saying? Right. That didn't happen. Yeah, I think what, what that was, you know, Israel, the re- the reason I feel like Kelvin Gaslam was was as successful as he was during that fight was because Israel went in there to, to, to prove a point. And sometimes that you know that, that's a toss-up when you go in there and you fight a fight that is tailor-made in style for your opponent like that, and you're that's not how you usually fight. You you take you take the damage that Israel took. Either so that's why I feel like he got, he was as successful as he was against Adesanya, uh, Kelvin Gaston because he's a brawler. He likes he's he's he's, the, he's a shorter fighter. He has to get, he he has to fight in the pocket. And that's what Adesanya was doing. He did not use his reach very well, and he wasn't trying to. He made that very, very clear what his what his aim was. With Darren Till, it wasn't even close because Darren Till knew, okay, I don't need to get hit by him. I've seen what he does when he hits people. When he, when, it all it takes is one punch, and then he follows up with four and five more very accurately. So what what did Till do? He fought like he was six two, and he kept him at the end of his punches. He took very little damage, and he won by unanimous decision. So that's why I feel Kelvin uh, Kelvin Gaston was not as successful as he was well with Till as he was without Asana. Now the thing with Till is I don't see him getting a title shot because look at his losses. He's also one and two in his last three. Yes, he won a unanimous decision against Kelvin Gaston, but he also took an L at a lower weight against the hottest fighter in the game right now, Jorge Masvidal. He got knocked out, and he got steamrolled into a, into a submission by Tyron in their title fight. So you yep. so if you look at you're looking at the quality the quality of 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 opponents this is why he's ahead of Jared Cannonier. Now Jared Cannonier, he's he's three for three in his last fights. He's won all three. He's the he's the one that even had a shiny was like, okay, mm-hmm. he's the dark horse. He called him the dark horse on the interview, the dark horse of the division. He is. He's the one paying him any attention. Nobody. He's they he's sl- like he's Corey <laughs> Anderson. He's Corey Anderson of the of the middleweights. Because Crazy. because before Corey Anderson's last fight, yeah, you he was getting you know fight night fights and maybe you know maybe some undercard or whatever like that. But he slowly crept his way up to that number six position when he fought Johnny Walker. Now, if you look at the rankings, uh, Corey Anderson is number two in the light heavyweight division. Right, right, so that's right. Why that's why he's screaming title shot. He's in a sweet position as well. So, like him, him and Jared Cam- are in the exact same boat. I want to see. I want to see Cannonier, um sit back and just get one more sleeper win on somebody, and they be like, "Oh my God, he has no choice." And I'm and I'm wondering if that sleeper win is going to be Till. Uh, it's either going to be Till or, well. And so, because think about it. Think about what we just lined up. So, does Cannoneer go and fight everybody's after Adesanya, or, or does Adesanya say, go ahead and give me this dude now? So, it's going to be a choice of what is going to sell the tickets, right? What's going to sell fight? So, well, the Yoel Romero fight is going to sell. That's going to sell. That's that's next, right? And then you look at, okay, Adesanya says, I beat Yoel. Mm-hmm. I beat Whitaker. Mm-hmm. 
I be like literally he he's gonna be able to say I pretty much beat everybody up in this top. Uh, and the only person that's going to be left is just going to try to get that name or that a conversation going is going to be Teal. Mm. Is Teal the only person that has not had that opportunity unless he goes back and fight Whitaker again? It'll be Teal out of that out of that upper is Teal and Cannoneer. Right. Now, here is the... Who's coming? You said who's coming? Yoel's coming, and then how long before Costa? Oh, you you think Costa? I didn't even think about Costa. That would be the one. That would be the one. Not because, because Costa has, if you look at his last three wins, right? Um, he beat former welterweight champion Johnny Hendricks when Johnny moved up to welterweight. Then you, he beats Uriah Hall. He 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 knocked him out in Vegas last summer. I was there for that one. It was pretty bad. Um, and then he decisions Yoel Romero, right? So that Yoel Romero fight, never mind the Johnny Hendricks Uriah Hall, never mind that. That Yoel Romero fight is what now you're now you, nobody thought he had a gas tank because you know he he's a big guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like he 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 comes and he throws everything reckless abandon. He's very accurate, he's very you know sharp and technical, but it's it's a lot of ill ill intentions behind those punches. So he puts a lot into it. So the fact that he was able to outlast Yoel Romero and have some success and eke out that 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 win, it showed that he he can get a win over a quality opponent. Mm. So he's already proven. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's and, so really it is Costa. So it is Costa get healthy. Is that fight? Never it's not there until it's it's either it's either Yoel or it's Costa. Whichever one, you know what I'm saying, whichever one happens first. Now I can see them I can see Sean Shelby and Dana White saying, Okay, we see you at number six, but let's see if let's see how you do against the number number two or number three. You know what I'm saying? Just just to see where you're where you're at. You know what I mean? And then right. if, depending on how that he makes, does those. That makes sense. So that that's what makes me think like here here's what I'm wondering. Somebody's gonna have to say, okay, I'm gonna take on Cannoneer and Cannoneer is gonna get his jump. Somebody out of that that top list we just named mm-hmm. is gonna be that person. And if it lines up that Costa comes as a comeback fight against him, and that's his opportunity to jump up for that title after that, mm-hmm. or it's Teal because he sells tickets, being from where he's from. Right. Those, those, to me, those are the two that I'm really wondering. Otherwise, it'd be the Whitaker Costa thing. Maybe that I didn't even think about that. I didn't even put that combination back together. Yeah, that could be that too. Because if you think about it too, um, if they want Costa to get a t- if they need Costa to say, you know, him to have one more fight after his injury or whatever, whatever's going on with him, he's already beat Yoel Romero. Yep. In my eyes. Darren Till and Kelvin Gaslam have nothing for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so person up, if it's not Adesanya, is Robert Whitaker. Because if, you, if you're talking about title contention, that's a title eliminator right there. So it, it would have to be Kyle. I don't fight anybody before Adesanya. It's more than likely going to be Robert Whitaker. Yeah, so that makes so now, now I'm back to my first statement then, which I was right then. If that if it lines up just like you just said, then it would be that Till versus Cannoneer. Because right. that would be the only thing that would make sense based on who's all left down there. But we'll see. I mean, you can't yeah. predict the future. You know, so and man, I just we, know we've seen some crazy things happen, so we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, and I, and I know right now everybody's jumping on to the biggest movement right now is uh, ESPN+. Plus. Let's kind of let's let's kind of talk about this streaming thing that's going on, man. Like, uh, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of moved that pay per view uh, 
fight organizations. Everybody is really just really starting to to realize this this power and this impact and what's really going on. Um, for example, I mean, we just had a major boxing match happen, and people was not paying attention to the major Canelo. I don't even know who the other dude was. He was what was his Kovalev. name? Canelo Andre, Andre Kovalev. Yes, versus people was paying attention to UFC. To be honest with you, I wasn't even tracking on the Canelo fight. I thought the I thought the fight was the following weekend. I didn't think. I really didn't think Oscar De La Hoya would try to go up against Dana White head to head on a pay per view. I didn't think that was it's a that was crazy to me. It's a big deal right now, man. So let's so look. Let's put this in perspective because um, Teddy Atlas was talking about this. Mm-hmm. Teddy Teddy said people missed out because there were so many people paying attention to UFC fight. One of the best fights ever, and so Teddy was like, "Man, eh, it was all right. It was good." And people was like, "Ah, Teddy's hating." Long story short, Teddy's like, in the eighties, this this super mecca era for boxing. Well, you had the Tommy Hearns, uh, you had the uh, uh, Mike Tyson's, you had like so many, just a long list of all these major name fighters. Mm-hmm. It was so much going on with boxing where it was like you're not as thirsty. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like the thirst is here because it's not like this long list. I mean, we get excited for boxing now. It's the Mayweather, uh, Triple G, um, uh, what's my guy from freaking oh, against Mayweather? Floyd, uh, uh, geez. What's the guy that Floyd, everybody was wanting to see his fight? Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's like these mega big things that got had to get built up. But now, man, UFC is almost like, okay, man, I'm the king now. I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at this. this I'm paying attention to this movement that's happening. And EFC, e, ESPN Plus is taking uh-huh. advantage. Uh-huh. Pay-per-views is jumping out the wazoo. Bare Knuckle is paying attention. UFC is paying attention. Mm-hmm. Boxing, boxing has been the king on the throne, and I think they're about to get dethroned. What's your thoughts, man? What's your thoughts, man? Let's break this down. Well, here's my, here's my thing with that. I feel like boxing got dethroned a while ago. Um, man, I don't know. Like I and and here's why I say this. So, it the the first thing that comes to mind when you say that was it was I want to say it was probably going probably going into the into the 2010s. Maybe it was maybe around maybe between 07 2009 something like that where. Joe Rogan and Lou DiBella did a did a split screen uh, interview, and Joe Rogan pretty much gave all the reasons as to why boxing is getting swallowed by MMA because boxing is just one discipline. When you bring something like MMA on, it's ev- like it's literally everything. It's so many different ways you can win. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got an opportunity to have the fans who love the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, have the fans who love the karate, have mm-hmm. the fans who love uh Wing Chun, have the fans who love kickboxing, have the fans who love Muay Thai, have the fans who love you're mm-hmm. saying all these different disciplines from everywhere is watching. Including, including boxing. Including, including boxing. You know what I'm saying? Boxing. So you with with boxing, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's only a few fighters that people are gonna willing to spend top dollar on. Like, think about it's, it. It's the price. It's it's double price. It's double price, but people are still willing to pay those prices yeah. to watch certain fighters. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Now, one of the hot one of the hottest boxers in the game right now is uh Triple G or Canelo. What are you talking about? Lomachenko. Oh yeah, 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 yes, sir. Yeah. Is re- 
this year, uh, Lomachenko was still fighting on free TV. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Bob, Arum, Bob Arum had one of his top fighters fighting on free TV. And this is supposed to be the next big thing. And he and, and Lomachenko's dope. I can't. But you he's fighting on free TV. He I, I don't think he's yet I don't think anybody's paid to see him on TV just to just to pay to see him watch on the fight on TV yet. I feel that. You I know feel that. I see so, what you I, I see what you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> The UFC, you, you want to see the top fighters fight? Oh, you gonna pay? Ching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time, literally, the last time, up until maybe recently, like his last like few few fights, few stints. Anderson Silva's. He had two fights on free TV. His first fight in the UFC against Chris Levin. And then the fight after his first, the first Rich Franklin fight, which was on pay-per-view for the belt, and he beat him. The next fight after that was against uh, James, uh, Sandman James Irvin on a UFC, on a, Uf, on a free UFC fight. Because he went up and waited. I feel he like the first was in, was that first fight in Ohio. No, that was the second. No, what with, with uh, Rich Franklin? Yeah, that, that was Ohio. That, I'll get you the that second, was the second one. fight. Second. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. He fought Rich Franklin the second time after he beat James Irvin. Yeah, Irvin was coming out, coming off an eight second knockout. Yeah, I remember that. I know what you told me. That fight was on that James Irvin fight was on free TV. Any other fight Anderson Silva had, you had to pay for that. George St. Pierre, I can't even tell you if I've ever seen George St. Pierre on free TV. Never. So let's let's talk about this free man. So, dude, right now we right now we're witnessing something and it's not it's not obvious to everyone. And I think you pointed it out, man. So smart in your thinking regarding this, dude. Bare knuckle fight, mm-hmm. pay per view. I can remember the. I remember this to a T. Two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. It may be, it had to be two thousand eight. I'm on this thing uh, that's really popping. Three years in, call YouTube, and everybody is uh, talking about this dude having these backyard fights. Rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. <laughs> dude, they've created. A, a a now legalized or approved type deal fighting in certain states, certain states, bare knuckle fighting championships, as well as other bare knuckle fighting organizations. Um, there's like multiple approved states, not all 52 are approved, but I even shout out to my boy Joey Angelo. He's been on the, on the end of Last Dragon podcast multiple times. He's fought. He's got me more excited as I continue to learn more about bare knuckle. But dude, Kimbo, somebody said, hey, you know what? Look at all these people watching this. I think I need to go create myself an organization. <laughs> dude, do you see what's happening right now? Do you it's see? It's funny. It's so funny, man. I look, this might be a, a crazy, a crazy way to think about it, but You think about the uh, you think about the cannabis business, right? Right. We for so long, cannabis had been has been had been so taboo, oh, yeah. so frowned upon, oh, yeah. outlawed, the whole nine. Fast forward to yesterday and the it, the bill that to decriminalize it federally just passed the house 
the same the same thing with this backyard fighting situation. Crazy. They had to be on. They had to really be on the hush about that. They couldn't Crazy. tell no. They couldn't tell nobody. There's no Masvidal. There's no Masvidal without Kimbo setting it up. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, some Dana White was on record saying that Kimbo Slice will always be the toughest guy at the barbecue. <laughs> now, you have organizations that you got to pay to watch on pay-per-view that have actual weight classes. Yes, sir. And you have MMA, UFC vets. Yeah. in these organizations. Yes, dude. They, they, this dude, what is it? I think his name's, oh, what is the guy's name from Better Knuckle Fight? Anyhow, the, the owner, whoever set that up, I can't remember his name. Gosh, but uh, he uh, he's going back and getting some 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 legends. Mm-hmm. He's got the Vandalay Silver. He's got the, I mean, he's going to get Bigfoot. He's got some, he's got some legends. Johnny Bedford. Uh, Charles Bennett and Johnny Bedford is their lightweight champion. Dude, you you how do you go get Crazy Horse, man? <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> it's really, I mean, the combat is it, it, so broad now. It's so wide open. Like there's something lit. Like you can literally say now there's something. Everybody. And do the math on this. This is purely boxing. Mm-hmm. And it's getting pay-per-view. Now look what has happened. So look at this shit. We got people who are not checking in on boxing. Mm-hmm. And they're checking in on UFC. And then a bunch of other random people that's just like, oh man, these dudes ain't got no gloves on. Let me check in on this. And it's cutting checks. Those people are, are sorry, boxing, but you're getting some numbers saying, Yeah, I'm not gonna check that out. I'm gonna go check out. I'm there. People have choices now, and now they're getting a streamlined opportunity to go see exactly what they want to see, and not just be saying I'm pigeonholed just boxing, which I love. I love boxing. It's just this is a crazy time. What is happening right now? Dragons out there, pay attention to this shift that is going on because it is happening. So, so. So that we got, just so we on the same page, man, is there anything else that you want to go into? Because right now, I know we're going to cut this one where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Anything else that really is on your mind for the, for our, for the Dragons out there? This is the, the final episode. I'm going to kind of, after you go, I'm going to kind of give my, my sign off for the for season one in The Last Dragon. What you got, man? What's well, up, man? Just before I get into that, I wanted to say, um, just on the strength, like on the streaming part of it, um, with the ESPN Plus and the UFC Fight Pass and all of that, y'all they they followed the blueprint. And they really need to get you know bow down and Vince McMahon. Oh, oh, good point, man. Really. Like really and truly, because it's so because as soon as Vince McMahon came out and said, you know what, the WWE is gonna have their own network where you're only gonna see our content, our pay per views, anything from back then, anything nostalgia, you can get it here for a very for a very low price. What did Dana White probably eight months, maybe eight months to a year later, said he was gonna do? Have his own network, and he and he did that. Okay, so. What do you do? So Dana White is all about money. So what do you, if you want to keep getting, the pay-per-views are going to, you're going to still, there's, people are going to still buy them. So what do you do? You cut, you literally, essentially you kind of cut out the middleman with these cable companies because you got to give, mm-hmm. give them a higher percentage of the pay-per-view revenue. You, there, there's a deal that's in place. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, let me snatch that. And now you have UFC Fight Pass, which literally serves as re- pretty much a regional MMA promotions that's housing them. Then you take, uh, you still have the, the old UFC pride, all of that, that content there. 
but then you have everything new from the Fox deal and bring it over to ESPN and say, hey, all the fight nights, you get it here. But you got to pay these $5 a month to watch them. And you're going to uh, pay, you're still going to pay the $69 for the pay per view. Oh, Bob, give me all of that. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. So I would. I would I would say Dana took it a step further than Vince, but it the, the, that blueprint that that uh, that model, you know, shout out to Vince McMahon because he laid the groundwork for that. But, yeah, in, but but in saying that, man, I just want to I really want to, and I got a lot of things coming up. Like my, you know, I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a tra- I'm in a transition. I'm excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to. Um, and speaking of that transition, shout out to everybody over uh, at LFA Legacy Fighting Alliance. Uh, they is LFA uh, seventy nine uh, tomorrow night in uh, in Colorado uh, on on uh, on UFC Fight Pass. You know, I know a lot of y'all have probably heard the deal that with Access TV that that uh, that was no more, but um, UFC Fight Pass picked that up and look forward to to an exciting twenty uh, twenty. And um, shout out to Mark Beery, Ed Soares, uh, Sven Bean, Bobby Terry, uh, Chris Sutton, uh, uh, Sam Chavez, uh, Brandon Harstein, uh, Pat Militich, man, everybody, everybody over on the team, man. Like shout out to them, you know. What I'm saying, of course, shout out to my to my coach, uh, and and it's becoming a good friend of mine, is Pete Spratt. Um, you know, of course, you know my family, my wife, you know my. My son, my daughter, my mother, you know, all, all my brothers and sisters in arms and armed, armed forces. Uh, my brother, Jason Fan, still out uh, out in Michigan. Um, Keith Bad News Bell in, in Newport News, uh, Virginia. Modern, uh, Modern American Mixed Martial Arts in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, Impact Tribe in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, you know, shops to uh, Coach Duran Lamb at Lamb Strike. Land Striking Academy in Fort Worth, Texas. Man, just you know, all of the people that 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 support me, man. You know, I, I support. You know, so I support them. And uh, and shout out to Rob Washington too, man. Um, you know, him and his family made the transition from St. Louis down to Dallas, and he's continuing to do. You know, what I'm saying like big things. You know, with that. So shout. You know, what I'm saying shout out to him. And. Uh, Shout out to um, you know, man, shout, shout out to you, man. Like you, um, I mean, really, you have created a platform for true martial arts enthusiasts. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? And like, in a short amount of time, man, you have moved you have moved the needle in a way that it was expe- it was. It was unexpected, but expected at the same time because of your drive, because of your ambition. And I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Um, Brother, it's I can't, I can't wait for I can't wait for next year. You know yes, what I'm sir. yes, sir. Like what's what Inner Last Dragon is going to do with our partnership, me and you, is going to be on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And it's really just going to be on that thing of how do we apply it. And make sure it just comes to light. And with both our drive, it's gonna be on twenty twenty is gonna be that banner year, brother. It's oh. all already, it's already in in the works. It's coming. It's oh, coming. With it, that uh, that that uh, that's the um, the theme music. Twenty twenty is gonna be theme. Y'all gonna love that theme music, it, man. <laughs> bro. Hey, hey. Hey, just on the strength, man. I got, I got to give you another. I got to give you another big shout out on on coming up with the idea out of the random blue for me to just to say, you know what, your intro needs to be kung fu. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm about to enter the dragon. When I heard the song, I was like, what? What? How's this even possible? And and it's it, it to tie together, man. Be honest with you, it's so many things. That my channel, my podcast, all blends in and comes together. It just made sense for Enter the Last Dragon. Like it literally, it just makes sense. Like you literally, like 
and this is just this is on another podcast. This is but and we're about to wrap this up because mm-hmm. I have to I want to stop here, but I have so many you just you just really got me going. <laughs> but but just enter the last dragon, just so the people who are if this is your first time listening in, so that you know, enter the last dragon is a place where people who love martial arts can come and feel comfortable in their own skin, whether what doesn't matter whatever discipline you are in, but also it blends in our culture. And I say our culture, anybody who is a, a true representation of being themselves, whether it's a person like me, a black man, person like you, a black man, um, a person who may be any origin doesn't matter, but you are comfortable being yourselves and you have no bias against nobody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I feel like you can enter the dragon. So if you that nerd who just loves animation, if you're that that geek who just loves gaming, if you are that MMA fighter, if you are that wrestler, if you a boxer, it doesn't matter. I feel like everybody has a dragon inside of them. And yeah. my platform, I, I saw RZA talking on Joe Rogan's show, and he summed it up so perfectly, talking about how Bruce was the first cat that kind of said, okay, let's get away out of these, out of ourselves, out of our own way, mm-hmm. and talk about styles and how he was kind of like blending all these styles and everybody was coming together. And that, and I and I thought about how I grew up and I was like, dude, I, I grew up loving Kung Fu, animation, art, like comic books, everything, and all this stuff. And now if you look at everything that's going on right now, and then you, you put like, all of a sudden you put all this stuff in there and you dump all this stuff in, like you can't, you cannot throw in there a Wu-Tang and be like, dude, that looks like, that represents me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you just be like, you can go just like this and be like, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. Like, dude, it's no, it's no confusion. And Inner the Last Dragon is that space for that, man. It's like, I, I feel like I have uh, good people like you that's going to help push this thing to the level it needs to be, man. Like, it's going to be that banner year. So to all my dragons, get ready. This is the last episode of season one, episode number 20. Get ready for season two. We got a lot coming your way. We're going to go into all types of MMA. We're going to go into all types of Kung Fu, martial arts, Muay Thai, karate. We're going to go into all types of animation, gaming. We're going to go into all types of comics. And we're going to put you in a place where you feel like you want to be. And not to be corny, but we're going to go into that place where you want to be like Cheers. So, hey, my boy, Travis, your host, your seafood, Roy Rob, signing out. Appreciate you, Trav. I know you did your thing. Keep coming at it. Keep grinding hard. And I will check you out next time, fam. All right, bro. Much love. Much love. Later. All right.